This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Eyes On podcast. This is Eyes On. This is Eyes On with Aisha Almazmi only on Pulse 95. Sustainability. We've heard this word. It's been very common in the legislature here in the UAE. The laws. Everybody talking about it in general. It is. It became the word of 2022, 2021, if not just this new decade. And a lot of companies had had a head start. Within the world of sustainability and sourcing their materials ethically, and one of them happens to be Raw Coffee Company. And right here, I've got the co-founder and managing director of Raw Coffee Company herself, Kim Thompson. So, we all know the te- textbook definition of sustainability, mm-hmm. but you, as an entrepreneur and as somebody who has a sustainable business or an ethically sourced business, what does sustainability sustainability mean I think it's more than you know not using plastic or not having water inside plastic bottles and disposable biodegradable cups I think it's looking at the whole business holistically mm-hmm. and for us in coffee that's actually starting at origin where we buy the coffee from uh, and it means sustainability means a lot of different things to different people in mm-hmm. different in different countries here and then it's our responsibility as the 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 buyer of the green beans and the roaster i think that's part of where we add value we have to take the time and the energy and it and then and share that information with the consumer so that they feel connected. Mm-hmm. It's all about building relationships. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, they usually say it when you want to start a business it's all about networking in general. So, how did you start your company with this idea in mind? Because when I look at your website and even just by living here in the UAE because Raw Coffee Company has been a pioneer in sourcing coffee in the UAE for a very very long time and we've seen the words ethically sourced ethics and even on yeah. your website you guys yeah. brought yourself as an ethically sourced uh, material company so how did that kick off i think it might have something to do with you know my age and how old we are <laughs> and and i i'm originally a new zealander and mm. new zealand's an isolated country that uh they really like supporting owner operated businesses mm-hmm. so you know a lot of people cared way earlier about the environment and you know that's part of what makes our country beautiful that makes people want to travel there mm-hmm. is the green and the beautiful fresh water and the trees and the forests and everything so i've lived here for 27 years and i love living here and my business is a dubai business like we started it here but i think our global experience and the things that meant something to us you know my business partner has a family as well mm-hmm. you know how we wanted to raise our children and then we just extended those values through to the business that makes a lot of sense because mm. a business is an extension of yourself yeah at the end of the day and let's go and talk about your new redesign your makeover yeah. so what made you feel that is necessary for raw to shift towards sustainable packaging I think, you know, celebrating 15 years for us was a really big milestone. We were really proud to have made it for 15 years and to mm-hmm. be stronger and you know to come out of the end of a pandemic where, you know, F&B was hit pretty hard yeah. and I think it just showed a investment to 
our team and to our you know our customers that we believe in ourselves and that we we think we've got a long life here you know we're strong mm -hmm. and so we knew that after a, a period of time we should have been looking at you know refreshing our branding and then to be honest there's a lot of new innovation and new materials new technology and printing that you know we'd been looking at and at the beginning when we started to have a like a, an organic sort of brown earthy type of packaging felt right but mm -hmm. the, the world's evolved and yeah. so now you know being able to get packaging that was made from recycled milk bottles we thought that was super mm. exciting so to have a recycled material and then the digital printing meant that they use like inks that are um, not so damaging to the environment as well so mm. you know there was new innovation and in, in material that we felt we should be looking at and also things like the um, uh, uh, the resealable uh, Ziploc, which yeah. meant that it was going to be uh, able to keep the product fresh. Mm -hmm. And then we ran tests and we were able to see that even though we like to see our, our product used within two, two to three weeks, mm -hmm. it was actually uh, keeping the product at its peak freshness. So it just made sense. That makes a lot of sense. And also just touching upon what you said and touching upon our conversation before the show, because you said there's a lot of new innovations in comparison to the very beginning when you started your business. You said that just a brown bag was felt like it was right for that time. But now even the aesthetics change, we're talking about how some people prefer the clean cut and just polished look. So that might have must have been like very hard a lot of research went into this. Do you mind giving us the details of the plan, starting from just saying, I think we should um, redesign everything or have a makeover all the way till the finished Yeah, packaging. it actually was like a nine month process. Mm. And we have an amazing woman on our team who's our creative director. And she, we couldn't have done it without her because, mm. you know, it, it's a big project. And we had also identified that we're quite a masculine brand and we didn't mean to be. Mm. You know, we're, in a, we're an industrial manufacturer. Our facility is a big industrial warehouse and, and yet we have you know, a lot of our customers are female. So we realized that we actually wanted to um, look at who our, custom, our target customers are mm -hmm. and to create a packaging that was more vibrant, more fresh, more colorful. And with the digital printing, we were able to do shorter runs and create individual artwork for each origin. Wow. So though you think about where coffee comes from, you know, Colombia, Guatemala, Ethiopia, Burundi, Rwanda, Mexico, you know, Papua New Guinea, Timor, all these places are really colourful, vibrant, you know. And mm. the and they and, and if you think about them and the clothing the women wear and everything, we incorporated a lot of the colours from their cultures into the packaging. That's very beautiful because in a way also you're introducing people to the culture and the origin of the coffee. Yes, people already know that if you're a coffee connoisseur, you say, yeah, I know where this coffee is coming from. But at the same time, it connects them at a deeper level. And I know that there are always ups and downs in the process of building or creating something in a business. So did you face any difficulties in this nine months pro process? Yes, we did. I think um, the company we sourced the material from is uh, 
the printing of the bags was done in, in America, mm-hmm. uh, where they hoping to come down here and, and build a facility down here soon, which will be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always challenges when you're dealing with a business in another country and another timeline. I think that we would constantly. Um, getting very excited and, and moving ahead quite quickly and then finding out that there were processes that had to happen before we could get to the next stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we waited for, we had to get samples printed and actually our designer had to recreate them maybe five times, wow. I think, with the different, because it's a technology, we, it's the first time we'd ever done digital printing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it's, uh, we, it's something we're now going to be able to offer to our commercial customers so that we can customise packaging and things for them. So we, we've always tried to pass on when we discover something, if it's, you know, straws that aren't made from plastic or the cups, because we're a bigger business. We can hold stock for our commercial customers we supply coffee to and make mm-hmm. it easier for them as well so I think now that we've gone through the the teething challenges getting the packaging done ourselves we'll be able to help the other businesses we work with to be able to move across as well that's interesting because you're now helping or facilitating this process for other people as well and when you do that that means a lot more people would be looking towards sustainability as a goal that they can also achieve no matter how small or big their business is and speaking of goals do you have any other goals when it comes to sustainability at raw coffee company because you mentioned that you've already had a head start in the world of sustainability and ethically resourcing your beans etc and even the packaging but do you feel that you are a completely sustainable business right now or is there some changes in the future? Yeah no it's always a constant work in in progress because I think there's always new innovations. Mm. Uh, We've just started buying um, all of our green leafy vegetables from a a business here that's doing you know the vertical gardens yeah. so that it's local. Mm-hmm. I think we have all of the coffee grinds from our cafe and the husk which is the byproduct of roasting mm-hmm. and there's an awesome young lady called Anamika who has a business called Bean and Beyond who's taking our waste and growing oyster mushrooms. So wow. there's new businesses starting all the time. Um, Bean and Beyond, the mushrooms are incredible. Uh, I personally for me, I am really keen on ensuring that the farmers who we get the most amazing coffee from, their version of sustainability and our version of it is completely different. Mm -hmm. So I think communicating with them, understanding their challenges, you know, COVID's been really tough on them as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got really strong supply chain, but it's something that there's always improvements that can be made. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at the strength of our supply chain, supporting the farmers, looking at you know water, looking at traceability, yeah. provenance, you know all these types of things that we can then share that story because that strengthens our ability to connect to the, cons- the end consumer. Can you tell me more about the various levels of sustainability and what it means to various people in the supply chain? Because we spoke about that, mm-hmm. uh, you and I, before the show mm-hmm. and. I was kind of vaguely aware of it that the idea of sustainability is it's more of an umbrella term rather than just saying sustainability 
means using less plastic, like you mentioned in the beginning. So what does it mean to a farmer? What does it mean to perhaps the person who's distributing the beans, etc.? So the different levels of supply chain. Well, it is a very broad term, and I think it's meant to... it's a it's a positive goal that everyone's working towards to try and it's people it's mm-hmm. profit mm-hmm. it's planet you know and and each of those things you know a a farmer in all of these places is just trying to have a sustainable income mm-hmm. you know he might want to educate his children he might might want to buy more land he you know he might not be looking at uh growing more coffee he might have to pull those coffee trees out if he doesn't earn a a decent enough income and grow a crop that he can Mm -hmm. so you know shipping has gone up the cost of production has gone up the the cost of labor has gone up so that means our relationship we have to recognize that and if we want to continue buying the coffee from you know them we have to listen to their challenges and 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 pay what is a fair price so Mm -hmm. for him it might be sustainable income and profit you know and for us our business has to be profitable to support all the employees and everyone needs to make a profit so it's but it's got to be fair and and reasonable and then I mean planet I think that's what everyone straight away leaps to when they hear the word sustainability because you're thinking about the the you know not using chemicals or pesticides you know the water that's used through the production of the coffee you know where does it go after that and and is it damaging to the environment Mm -hmm. and then people the children need to be educated you know the women need to have a voice in the cooperatives mm-hmm. because in many cases they are you know uh, the, the largest percentage of workers that are uh, picking and, and harvesting the coffee but they have no vote they have mm-hmm. no access to finance and they have no voice so it's looking at the holistic uh, and each industry is different and yeah. I only know my industry mm-hmm. but I can assume for anybody that's importing a product that's a a horticultural product from anywhere around the world, it's going to be similar. Mm -hmm. So now you mentioned that you only know about your own industry, but this might be a little bit broader, but within the scope of sustainability, is being sustainable, is a sustainable way of building a business, of running a business, can it be profitable in the long term or will they be facing challenges that they need to be, you know, just ready for at any time? Personally, for us as a company, it's part of who we are. It was, it's always been part of our pillars. It's, it's how we live, the ethics. Mm-hmm. But it takes time and energy and it takes focus and maybe you could be putting that towards other things like sales or something I've got no idea but mm-hmm. I think it it, it, it it means that there are people who connect with us because they get what we're trying to do so mm-hmm. in a way it's taken us a long time it's 15 years you right. know it's not we didn't just start two years ago so I think we've created a tribe of people who have the same values as us mm-hmm. and then it's quite a it's not a war abroad I mean a lot of people have heard of us but you know I think there's a lot of bigger global businesses that use our terminology that um, talk about ethics and talk about sustainability and you know hopefully they're doing that but I think there's also 
quite a lot of white greenwashing and quite mm. a lot of just pure marketing. So it's how you it's how you live, it's how you conduct yourself. Yes, I think there is an investment that we make because it would be cheaper to buy, you know, plastic cups and cheaper product. Uh, it would be cheaper to buy cheaper coffee, mm-hmm. you know. But this is the niche that we want to play in, and it is a niche, really, because I was thinking that now that, like you mentioned, that it's just became a. A trendy word that everybody's aware of sustainability that it's not a niche and rather that a lot of more people because of the awareness they want more sustainably uh, sourced food and sustainable packaging and just a sustainable business to frequent so do you really feel that in general sustainability or running a sustainable rather than having customers who are interested in sustainable businesses is a niche I do because I think it costs more to the consumer as well. Mm-hmm. I think your generation is our target generation. You care, you know. You're inherenting all the can't swear on the radio. <laughs> you're inheriting all the damage yeah. that's happened through, you know, corporations profiting off. Uh, third world countries where they were mm-hmm. buying amazing you know quality coffee mm-hmm. so I think you you do care at, and you you're also looking at you know who makes your clothing yeah. and what your clothing's made from and so a lot of my generation it, depending on your income it, it's it was more convenience mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I, I, I would like to say it's not niche. I'd like to think it's growing. Um, but even specialty coffee is niche. Yeah, there's a lot of specialty roasteries and there's a lot of specialty cafes, but yeah. it's niche. And you know, the consumer is driving the demand for quality, mm-hmm. but then there's no one regulating the terminology used for marketing with regard to sustainability or ethically or directly traded. Yeah. Um, there were, like I mentioned, the sustainability goals that I've heard yep. of and read about. But like you said, nobody's sitting down. Like there was, There's no sustainability police just walking around and enforcing these. So it goes back to your personal ethics and your personal values, whether you want to support an ethically sourced uh, business or a sustainable business. Now, you mentioned my age group, or at least my group, so millennials and also probably most likely Gen Z, who are younger yes. than us. Now, I'm pretty sure that since we're the ones inheriting the world or already in the process of inheriting the world and everything is happening around us, how can or what can you tell them so they can go for sustainable action, for sustainable businesses? What can you tell to encourage them to follow that and make it part of their personality or their goal? For me, I would look at it from the aspect that you're going to have your own businesses you're going to be the ones that are going to and you already choose where you spend your money mm-hmm. you, you decide where you want to spend your money because you're aligning those businesses with what you see the value coming from mm-hmm. but I think I'm excited to see what you guys are all and girls are all going to end up doing because I think you're very well educated you're worldly you care I think you'll do a much better job 
than the previous generations. So nothing I don't feel comes fast or easy. Mm-hmm. So it's finding what really rocks your world, what means something to you, and then dedicating time to really investigate the, the industry or the, the product that you like and that you believe in, and then put, put yourself into it because that's going to benefit more than, you know, talking about, you know, not buying clothing that's fast, you know, fashion mm. and, you know, that type of thing. Mm. I think being a consumer, there is definitely, you have power. But I think what where you're really going to add value is the businesses that you decide mm. to open and run in the future. And before we wrap up and unfortunately let you go, Kim, <laughs> I want to know, what are your visions for the UAE in terms of sustainability and also as a connoisseur and um, ethically sourced coffee, as somebody who understands coffee and the coffee business as well? So we'd like, you, we'd like to know from a personal point of view and also as an entrepreneur yourself. From a personal perspective, I'm super excited to be seeing all these owner-operated F&B concepts that are coming out. Uh, so of Farley Brothers win, you know, the Top 50 award. That's incredible. It's an amazing, three Syrian brothers, you know, it's, it's amazing. They're taking on all of the big brands and people are starting to, they want to go back to really honest, decent quality. Mm-hmm. It's not just all about the chandelier and, you know, the gold and everything, but yeah. they're really, and they're, and they're going back and they're supporting businesses that have good quality. Mm-hmm. I think for us in the coffee industry, there's going to be a, a rebalance as well because the market is saturated. I think there's a lot of businesses that are, um, there's a, a dilution of our coffee industry at the moment. I think that the businesses that have something strong to offer are going to be okay, mm-hmm. but it's a it, it's a rebalance that we've seen happen around the world, and it, it's like a wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can expect that to happen. Um, I think baristas are now a profession where they feel pride in, in their industry. It didn't used to be something that was even, people didn't know what a barista was. Yeah. And there's so many young Emirati baristas that carry around their own brewing gear and their, you know, their tote bags and stuff. And they're really driving uh, a lot of the industry. It's exciting for us. I think traveling to countries to see where it comes from is always a very cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Knowledge, you know, knowledge is always something. I think that's what we built our business on for the first five years, just getting as much knowledge as we could. Yeah, I'm excited for the future. I think uh, it's a busy city. There's a lot of opportunity here. It's a culture that loves coffee. I know they love tea as well, but they <laughs> love coffee. Yeah. Um, so where once we would have said we were five years behind places like London and Melbourne, mm-hmm. we've caught up. We're, we're not behind anymore. 
Well, there it is, the predictions when it comes to sustainability, the coffee industry, and just sustainability in the entirety of the UAE and beyond that. That was Kim Thompson. She is the co-founder and managing director of Raw Coffee Company. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for having me. It was an honor talking to you, and we I had a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to see how much further you grow Thank as you. a company and also as a person. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 4 p.m.